retro anime. How did we find it? How does it hold up? Unpacking the ins and outs of being an old school nerd, and proving that Katie's kids can't remember a damn thing right. These are the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd. Welcome to Mindless Midlife Musings of the Anime Nerd. I'm Rick, and I'm joined by the rest of our panel, Vic, Brian, and Lynette. How's it going, everyone, today? Can I get a vote? Right. Excellent. (laughs) It is time to question our humanity and our reality as we tackle one of the most famous anime of the 90s, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell is a Japanese cyberpunk anime based on the manga series written and illustrated by Masamune Shiro. NIG uh, has produced several anime adaptations of the series, including the 1995 film. Its sequel, Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence, a 2002 series, a 2020 follow-up, uh, the Arise OVA series. This film, the 1995 ones, one we're talking about today, was directed by uh, Momoto Oshii and was released in 1995. Follows the Puppet Master storyline from the manga, and it was re-released in 2008 as Ghost in the Shell 2.0 with new audio and some updated computer graphics for some scenes. Ghost in the Shell is a very unique piece of anime. That it's one of those anime that when it came out, it made very big splash. I was actually going to say it made a huge wave, so splash is actually... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we, all, we all agreed that we hit it and we hit the ground... It hit the ground running, and everybody was like, you got to see, you got to see, you got to see. Pandemonium, people. Everybody fucking watched this thing. Everybody. It was it was huge. I don't know anybody that hadn't seen it, especially in, in our age group, in our in, in, in school. Like, everybody. Yeah, heard definitely it. in our circle. I'm pretty sure everyone has seen it. it. It dropped with so much fanfare, and I think it had, it may have had to do with, I, I don't know if it was just, props to the marketing team or what but it it landed with such fervor that that people everybody was talking about it it was well really it was also a part of that manga sizzle reel so it was ghost in the shell it was ninja scroll <laughs> and a few others that's true and we had established yeah. that manga sort of really made anime into a mainstream you say that ghost in the shell and a uh, ninja scroll made by the same people uh no this one's yeah. done by production ig they were released by the distributor manga entertainment Okay. So, so they were all part of the same sizzle reel was kind of like a one of their big uh big titles. And, so basically and, Marvel had decided that it was going to release the sizzle reel of all the characters that's that was coming out for the year. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and and, and it setting was, it to KMFDM's Ultra. That's what manga did. <laughs> it was hugely a hugely successful marketing campaign for them. And Ghost in the Shell flew off the shelves. It was it was a resounding success for them. And uh, so popular that it influenced just a sea of, of films afterwards. Uh, the, the Wachowski brothers, the whole Matrix that came from Ghost in the Shell. James Cameron's Avatar borrows heavily from concepts in Ghost in the Shell. Even Spielberg's AI movie. Uh, it's you know it's just there's so much, so much in popular culture that borrows from this anime. So basically, we're talking about that the effect it had on this is almost similar to the same effect that. It- the sliding bike in Akira. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. This is <laughs> without a doubt. This whole anime is one big sliding bike scene. Uh, everybody... Yeah, I mean, considering like uh, what was it Blade Runner didn't do well on its initial release, 
So the cyberpunk genre was like, yeah, and this just exploded. Yeah, this was uh, this was was huge. And uh, I, I remember I remember uh, picking it up. Uh, it was like a day one buy. Walk mm-hmm. in, walk into good old Suncoast and there it is. And you're like, holy shit, ghost in the shell. So for me, it was a little bit easier because by that time, I'd already become aware of Masamuna Shido's artwork. I'd, I'd been privy to his Ghost in the Shell manga. Uh, not that I had read it. I think it was Japanese versions that I'd seen, but I'd seen his artwork. I'd gotten used to it. We'd seen Appleseed by then. And uh, what was the Black Magic M66? I think it was him too. But I'd already become familiar with Shiro's work. So when this dropped, it was like, oh shit, this is, this is a big deal. So I think it was Diego and I had picked it up uh, right around the same time. And it was, oh yeah, it was, it was an absolute... We were totally in. <laughs> we were very much ready for that experience. And, yeah, and wow. I own my copy on VHS, too. Do you really? Yes, I do. Now, now Lynette's going to say, I've got it on Laserdisc and Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lynette, had you ever seen Ghost in the Shell before we recorded? Yes, yes. I actually saw it dubbed. This was one of the weird ones where I, did, I saw it dubbed instead of subbed. And... Uh... And we're rewatching it, and I was like, oh, okay. I kind of got things. And I didn't get when I was younger. I was just mostly like, why is everybody running around naked? <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting, interesting point you want to bring up. I didn't catch this when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with her, man, because I'm the same way. Like, rewatching this, uh, it, every time I, it's one of those where every time I rewatch it, I pick up something else. Pick up a lot I, more every time. Yeah, or I, I pick up uh, an idea or a, a way of thinking that maybe I hadn't quite picked up on before. This whole film spends a great deal of time basically questioning what it means to be alive. Just the very idea, the very essence of what it is to to exist. And and I, I didn't I didn't quite put as much weight into it the first couple hundred times uh right so. <laughs> yeah watching it when it first when it first came out i was just like i thought it was great like the anime yeah like, it's just is... badassery in motion <laughs> yes right i was like oh i felt that same way when i watched the matrix for the first time in theaters right so i can equate that kind of awe like oh my god this is amazing but i didn't really catch on to a lot of the deeper meanings until i watched it as i got older mm. you know yeah, yeah, it's I I got pulled into the existential crisis of it more <laughs> as I as I watched it. It's at first you're just like, dude, this is so cool. It's, yeah, but then it, you you start more you get into it, you're like, wow, man, I don't know what the fuck is even real anymore. Right? It, it, you <laughs> okay. know, like like when I noticed this time around, I was like, I didn't realize that they had a department that was meant to realign your perceptions once your brain got hijacked. I was like, really? Did I, did, I, did I miss that? How did I miss that? And all the other times that I watched it, where this guy like patted the poor guy on the head and went, it's okay. We have a department that will realign your perception. Sorry for everything. And we're just, I'm like. It is a haunting <laughs> concept. It's a haunting concept that there's a whole team of people is just like, oh, we're going to fix the way you think. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> That in, a low, that in itself is just kind of scary to think about. Yeah. And the fact that they said that 
hey, the people who work in these in these centers, um, how how do you trust them? Well, they go through security clearances and background clearances and their whole life to pick apart. I was like, and that's it. I, <laughs> that's, 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 and then they make a passing joke that they get double checked, but you know the double checkers are they're only human. <laughs> You're just like no, what? No. These are the people in charge of screwing with your brain. Maybe we should not be giving people guilt so their whole mind can be hijacked. As soon as you find like, the first one hijacked, that probably should have been the end to the whole ghost thing. Yeah, I feel like the, the very first one, it would be like, you know what? We're shutting it down. Shut it down, people. We're done. <laughs> it was a nice try. It didn't work. Tell Bezos we're done. Let's go home. <laughs> I, I do have to say, though, that this was probably the first time where you really didn't have to worry too much about the dubs syncing up with the lips, because most of the time, they didn't talk. It was all, like... Of, it, it was yeah. all in their head. Literally. <laughs> it was all in their head. So you didn't Can have I... to worry about, like, the mouth being out of sync, because nobody was talking. <laughs> hey, uh... Yeah. I, you look like you've got thoughts, man. I don't know if they're my own thoughts is my problem. We can, I don't. We can fix your perception. <laughs> you don't know if you're new. <laughs> I don't know if they're my thoughts or my brain's been hijacked. You know, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of uh, the this particular time. You spend a little more time the last time. It's I spent a little more time questioning my own reality. You're like, and then you start reading other things. This I don't know about you guys, but when I watch, whenever I watch this anime, I start going down an internet rabbit hole. Like, what is consciousness? And like, what is? And then you find out crazy shit. Like, your brain is on like a a, a couple seconds delay from the real world, and it and it doesn't mm-hmm. it needs time to process the information. So what you're seeing and thinking is reality is actually like a little bit behind actual time. Just like, like what the fuck did what then, is going and, on? And also what you've learned in your life helps to fill in gaps. So like if you yeah. see a, a shadow dart, most of your life you think it's just a cat. So it could have actually been like a squirrel or a rabbit, but because your brain is used to seeing a cat run across the street, that shadow automatically turns into a black cat. That's it. Was it. A cat. Yeah, it, it could have been a tiny raptor that just ran across the street and you assume no. cat. <laughs> Dude, this this film fucks with my head every time. I, I, and I you, know never... that, you know they did their job right when it does. Yes. Well, well what was it that the major said was um something about your memories is like what makes you what makes your memories yours? How do you know that they're real? How do you know that they're this? She has like some kind of big thought on the boat where she's talking about how do you know I'm real? There's nothing on me that's real. I'm like a big cyborg. You have to take me in for a tune-up. What lets you know that I'm still me? And she's like, it's because that's how people treat me. They treat me like I'm human, but am I human? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, wait, no, now you just hurt my head. <laughs> I think that this was one of those movies that you before you start, and I'm not saying that I'm not, I'm not um I, I pray to God that I'm not coming off as saying that I am advocating for drug use. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling this is where you were going with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell somebody says they right before they hit uh play, they're like, hits blunt and then go. So I yeah, I 
I can't speak to ex- experience, but I have heard that this is great to watch on 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 marijuana, but maybe not on shrooms. <laughs> so one of those things to definitely watch, but watch <laughs> when you're in the correct headspace. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, I, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like they you had to do a lot of homework just before you could watch this movie now. Nah. Did you know, do you explain? Explain. I I'm curious. So while the world is extremely fantastic, you know, you really don't know unless you're looking at the intern that you're in the year 2022, 2029. Right. No, they don't really ever break it down. But I I and not to defend it, but I, I kind of glad because 2029 is basically right around the corner. And at this point, I'm like, I, I don't have my cybernetic jack. I don't get to learn Kung Fu, just like downloading it. So, But same thing like any other thing from that time frame. And even in the 80s, Blade Runner started, you know, the great blackout of 2020. Yeah, I was Super Dimension Fortress Macross, a, a fucking spaceship was supposed to crash on Earth in 1999. So, you know, you just, you, you got to take a lot of this in stride. Oh, yeah. that's not. That's not the part that is there. They really never get you to the point of, listen, everybody is either a cyborg or they have, like, being a cyborg is kind of a regular run-of-the-mill thing, you know? Yes, yeah. The point where even the garbage man has had his consciousness, he can be the fucked up. I mean, he's part cyborg, too, you know? It, yeah, it took me a while to catch that, too, Brian. Uh, like a couple viewings it, it at first i thought well obviously the people in section nine you know these people they're the ones that are but no it's like everybody's got it it's like having everybody's got something like lots of people yeah, got them and nobody knows um so mm-hmm. it's yeah it was pretty wild and concept of it it's like you have like a shell that's in between that's around your brain it's not like replacing your brain or a robotic brain but it's like no it is a cyber machine. brain it's replacing most of your brain it's your, yeah. The major had brain cells. That yeah, that she had parts of her original it. brain, but most of her brain was cybernetic. Yeah, you know the thing about cells, she's not a she's not technical. She's an android. Basically, I mean, if, if if you're looking to put a label on her, you know, then you know you can call her. <laughs> Did you just assume her existence? <laughs> I, I, uh, I, 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 are you shaming the major? <laughs> I love how how they said, you know what, these nipples, you can have them. However, your hoo ha, no. You're not not even going to feel the need to be freaky deaky. No, no. You are not going to be a robot sex doll. Oh, without, without, you know, the the nipples, how could you pass off as human, really? You know, (laughs) you got to have those. It's all about the nipples. If it's cold, you know, it's like people got to know. Back in the 90s, matter of fact, um, at the time of this, we had just found out that Jason, uh, David Frank passed away, the original Green Ranger. From on, wait, wait, he passed? Yeah. What? You guys just blew my mind right now. Yeah. I was going to say that when discussing the Power Rangers, you know that it's about to get real when they go as morphin time and they suit up. Right. Sure. This is the complete opposite where she strips down. And that's when you knew it was about to get serious. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's kind of an interesting I, I know that Shiro's artwork is reflective of this and, and is a lot of it, but it, it is sort of fascinating how everybody gets cybernetic implants and suddenly inhibitions are kind of go away with it. I guess it's because you just because it's not actually you. They like manufacture it anyway. These are not my body. These are not my nipples. <laughs> Don't take her off. Well, it was it well. Didn't she say it's like your when you get your cybernetic implants, it's automatic. They adjust your metabolism, they adjust your thing, your body fat, you, everything becomes ideal. So you don't even have to worry because you look just like the other person. You're your ideal body shape. So everybody's looking. Everybody who used to be a, a five is now a ten, and yeah, that's, that's I mean, all you have to worry about. They make they know? make a damn good <laughs> argument for getting cybernetic implants. They're like, hold up, right? <laughs> And I'll do a single sit up, and I'll have twenty seven abs. Are perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know the thing is that that got me about that. I love when you hear or when you see, like the Fifth Element. You know when they're creating uh, Lilu from 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 the fist. You mean right? they're three uh, D printing her? <laughs> is it, yeah. yeah. Right. But you're actually seeing what their definition of the perfect body is, mm-hmm. and Again, this is the creator, his name? Uh, Mushiro. Mushiro. When he Just say Shiro. You'll be fine. Shiro? Shiro. Huh? Shiro. Look, we, we, we could be here. <laughs> we could be here all day. But that dude, <laughs> that dude, you see that it's not like he drew his perfect woman. You know? So years later, if he said, hey, draw me to your perfect woman, it should be the same. It should be the major. Do you think that there will be, a, if somebody asked him there's a difference, would you think he, had, he would draw a different person or do you think it still would be the major? Like, have you seen any of his art books? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is it's always the major. It's always going to be the major. Um, I don't, you know, it, I, I think that that brings in a question of what society considers to be a normal or perfection or ideal or any of those things. Obviously, that's, you know, it's a beauty is in the eye of the beholder kind of situation. And, and people can have whatever body types they want, essentially, right? But I think in this particular case, the concept is that Lynette might have been speaking to is more uh, uh, physiological, like metabolic and 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 health health related right like we do know i am not a doctor there is considered an ideal heart rate range and there is considered an ideal body fat ratio and there is considered Mm -hmm. you know like most most medical doctors will agree that there's a certain set of parameters that you can be within to be considered ideally healthy and and i think that that's kind of the operate you know the the modus operandi for you know how that would have worked. I I can't. I don't even know that Shiro would have even thought that far into it. He probably just said everybody looks perfect. Fuck that. No. Fuck that. Fuck that. Say <laughs> that because you can't tell me that the puppet master did not look exactly like. And they even say it. you're. It's like they're the same model. Right. About, right. Like every. They yeah, were. Like you, they were. Driving. They were. You're you're driving in Prius just like the other guy. It is so, the same you got to keep costs down parts. when you're manufacturing. Yeah, you got to right, keep costs yeah. down when you're manufacturing. You know, if you're going to yeah, mods cost body, money. You walk in and you're like, "Listen, I need the Jason Momoa abs, Henry Cavill shoulders." 
and and you know let's see if you can right you start off with a base model and you work from there so i'm gonna have the a703 deltoids yeah i just love the fact that she was like oh yeah and if we ever quit we actually have to give back everything that we gotten so that kind of sucks which is kind of like a nod to like the repo man stories that you oh know, god yeah is that kind of like what do you mean you have to turn it in like what's left what do they keep your original body on ice like what do you <laughs> exactly it's like uh how does this work no and that the the logistics of that are never explored but it makes you wonder is like do they live forever uh, I mean, you know what type of are they still susceptible to dementia alzheimer's because if they have part of their brain for real Oh my god, you're just okay. Clearly, I, I needed my brain went today when I watched it again. I was like, Wow, oh, what's going on? Imagine you someone know, as strong as a major and she ends up with dementia and Alzheimer's. Yeah, if there's if you imagine if all that happened, but the only thing she could do is remember how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. All right, but then that brings in so the, all right, so we know the human mind is flawed. Right in, in a million yep. ways, and we know it can deteriorate from things like Alzheimer's. Or the, but but data rot is a real thing too. Yes. Right? So this all of this information is digitized, and there's a cybernetic brain, and this and all of that is susceptible to, to loss of data as well. You know the ones and zeros that make that information up. They don't always stay exactly the way they're supposed to. So so really, it's you're fuck. It's you're. You can be fucked from either perspective in this. Yeah. Um, what happens if your brain crashes? <laughs> or your ghost. Or your ghost has some sort of like little glitch. And then now you don't remember what you did when you were 12. You know, that's you have like a legit brain fart with the 2% of your brain that's still real. <laughs> Brian is 404ing right now. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. No, but seriously, yeah. So these are all. and And that's. That's what this movie does. This that's exactly what this movie does. It sends you down this fucking rabbit hole of of what it even means to exist. Just the very concept of it. And and, and I I want to be an optimist and go, man, that was that Shiro knew what he was doing, man. And he he came up with this concept and wrote it. I don't think he I don't think he had a clue. I think when he wrote this, he was trying to write an interesting cyberpunk story. With an with you know uh, with uh, a modicum of what it means to to be human, and this shit just blew up. I think, uh, you know those, those you know you know those uh, stories when they say um, he stared into the void for a long time and he lost his mind. I think that he was trying to do this, and he maybe he did like an immersion tank or something like that, and he was trying to build the story and he just went too far in and he decided that well if I'm going to be insane I might as well make the rest of the fucking world insane too I'm, I, I, so I'm going to relay a story uh, that is a kind of how I feel this probably spiraled uh, and it's about one of my favorite people in the world, Stanley. Lee uh, Stan Lee when he created the X-Men it was a long time ago, and he just had to come up with basic sets of powers. He's not a, a, a scientist. Uh, he's not an astronomer, a physiologist, you know, and nothing. He doesn't need no, no expertise in any of these fields. Just a you know simple common man. He's a writer. 
It's a dude. He gives them all these powers that he thinks are just spectacular. You know, Cyclops has his laser eyes and, and Professor Xavier can control people's minds and all this shit. And then for their villain, he gives them the power of magnetism. And at face value, it's a very cool power. So oh, he can control things that are made of metal. That's great. But you know what Stan never thought of? Is that as that power increases, the very fabric of the universe is held together with this kind of energy. How, how much magnetism plays the magnetic field of the fucking Earth. Like all of this stuff. What he had accidentally done is created one of the most powerful beings in the universe. He didn't know that at the time. He gave him magnetism because, oh, it's a cool power. He can, like, fling a car at people. And how exciting. Excelsior. You know, all that shit. I love Stan for it. But, man, he really didn't know what he had. I think that's what happened with Shiro and this story. But he did that so many times, Stan did. You know, that's where the the whole term of Omega-level mutant came from. Like the one, the one that nobody ever really thinks about is Iceman. Right, Iceman he, gets a lot of shit. <laughs> really does. But if he decided to put on his "I'm a villain" pants, yo, we would have issues. You know, hundred percent. Uh, he's giving you, and he, I can go, man. That's a rabbit. That's what happens. We're in rabbit holes again. <laughs> We've spiraled out of control well beyond Ghost in the Shell. Bring this Uh, back. Let's bring this back to Ghost in the Shell. Is I think that's what happened with Shiro. He wrote this story as a very basic idea of is the major human, and that's kind of like is the puppet master human and the very basic storyline. But holy does it open up a whole rabbit hole of questions. And and I think it blew up in it uh, like just way more than than the original creator was expecting. I'm willing to put money on it. I as much as I appreciate Shiro, I don't know that he's that deep into philosophy that he went this far down that route. No, he he needed something. He, you know, he's a great artist too. And it's like he finally drew, and it's like okay, story. And it's like, oh crap, what do I do now? Right. <laughs> that's that's where my money's. Technology is picking up. You know, no one ever thinks that. We're- have this this advanced technology if you think about it jacking in is the same as people putting on the vr glasses you know you see the cute little videos of people falling down because they're riding a roller coaster you know (laughs) 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 that's the thing is like in the 90s we didn't think any of that would happen and now i just got a pair of vr goggles and i think i'm not gonna ever use them again (laughs) (laughs) they are so much fun so I, I'll, I'll relay. I'm gonna share another short story. My son Gabriel, oh, he's uh, nine, and and a buddy of ours had a pair of of uh, a VR headset, and and we we put a VR headset on him, and it was this whole underwater thing. The whole thing is this like you're deep in the ocean, and and there's all these creatures swimming around you, or whatever, and then this giant kraken-sized squid comes in to the frame, and. My son starts screaming, get me out of here. Like he was freaked the fuck out. And it was, and it was so such an honest moment that he, it's like he was so engrossed in the world. He forgot that there was just a set of goggles on his head and he could just pull them off and be safe. So it was, 
yeah. it, that's, I mean, that's how quickly you can fall into a reality. If enough of your senses are soaked up in it, like I, I so I get it. I watched it happen in real time. It was very impressive. But don't worry. We have a department that can help alter your perception. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix our perceptions. We'll fix your perceptions. It's okay. <laughs> All right. I've been waiting. I've been waiting, and nobody has actually mentioned anything negative about it. And I hate to be the first person to do it. So, no, no. I, don't I, you dare. You want, you want me to start? <laughs> He said, don't you dare. Will you feel better if I start? I will feel better if if I will feel better if somebody else starts. All right. Wanted more Bateau, just to let you guys know. I didn't like that. that He he wasn't in there as much. I liked liked Bateau a lot. He's probably my favorite character. And and I wish I would have had more of him. It's, It's not, while it is a thinking person's movie and there are some really great scenes in it, it's a little slow. All right. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank You're you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Like, seriously, the whole boat scene, not the boat scene where they're talking, but the one the next day, what the fuck is it even for? Right. <laughs> it's just there to give your mind the process what just happened before. It's like a break in the movie for you to think. And, 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 and you know, that's what I used it for. And you <laughs> know how you knew that it was going to be a long hour schlong? When you saw they use the same. Don't ever say the word schlong. Slog. He meant slog. I'm, I'm altering your perception to understand that he had said slog. And, and actually, you're the only person who heard schlong. Everybody else. That's heard right. Slog. No, I heard schlong too. I don't know. What's going on. <laughs> Hang on. We have a department just, that'll fix that. I just sat there. I was like. <laughs> about the plane <laughs> I, I i know what you're saying so that's uh it's it's i i call them shortcuts it's a shortcut to, to pad the running time right? because animation is very expensive so one of the easiest things you can do to pad your running time is is have a really long establishing shot or a shot that's easy to loop and yeah and, i mean there were two sequences alone with just like planes flying overhead that served I, no purpose and, in the movie you can do that and that's a good Five to ten seconds of time padded onto your movie, and and a lot of times that's a budgetary thing. A lot of times that's just that you know they they're trying to make time. It's so it's get it, and it's frustrating as hell. Every time I see one, I call it out. I'm like fucking padding. I agree. There's a lot of that in this. And and you know what's coming when they use the music that they use from the beginning. And I remember I was when I was watching it, and I was. Heard the music from 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 the first opening scenes where she goes and you see her body being created. Fine, great. And then it gets to her room, and she wakes up and leaves, and the music is still playing. Dun dun. Yep. Dun dun. <laughs> dun dun. <laughs> I'm only giving you three more before <laughs> I'm gonna leave that pause in there for effect. Yeah, it's it, it is it is a painfully long adding of time, and, and it is frustrating when when anime do does do that. But it's you know I, I it's one of those things where it's because I I only watch this every few years or so. Like I come I because your body cannot handle it. You cannot handle it. Really can't. 
cannot. Like I, I, dare I, you I don't want to spend the next two, right. three weeks after every watch, you know, after every viewing, trying to contemplate life in itself and you know what's it mean to be alive. Yeah, I can yeah. only handle watching this movie every once, every few years because I can't dedicate that kind of time to thinking about it. Honestly, this fucking movie should be a part of a psych course. Like, it should be required viewing for for psych students. And... <laughs> oh, <here's> the, problem. <laughs> the biggest problem I have watching now is that this is the midlife musings of the anime nerd, right? But yeah. now it's giving me troubled thoughts of the. <laughs> <laughs> of the of the anime, it'll give me trouble thoughts of the. I'm trying to say it's the midlife musings of the anime nerd that are now contemplating their life in general. <laughs> the, the midlife existential crisis of the anime nerd. Right. It's not like I need to have a, a, a crisis, a midlife crisis right now. We've yeah, gone from really musing, now we're having midlife crisis. We should have avoided this. We. we <laughs> Now's not the time to wonder about if I'm alive. I still have kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what's funny about this is we're about halfway through this episode, and I don't think we've talked about the plot at all. I think it's really all we've discussed is how much it fucked with our heads. <laughs> so, Which is always a sign of a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but let's, let's, let's do, talk a little bit about some of this movie. Why <laughs> doesn't fucking matter at all? <laughs> I, it it does actually happen. Does it? Does it matter? Does it matter? No, Obviously. it does. Not only does the plot not matter, everything that they did to get you to this point is completely undone at the last end. It does not matter. Nothing of this matters. <laughs> only thing they left is the fucking thoughts that we have. So fuck you, Mission Mono Mono Momo. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, I think Brian feels some kind of way about this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think this movie personally attacked Brian in some way. Some strong feelings here. Um, maybe look, <laughs> I, I, I recently retired, and next you know, come to find out, they're talking about retiring, and we gotta give all this shit back. I'm like, who's gonna take me back? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my ass. Yes. No, I look. So ultimately, here's the problem. We have section six and section nine. Section sixty-nine. Right. Sure, whatever. Merger. But really, this is a war between these two sections. I wouldn't say a war. It's more like a oh crap, we screwed up, but we can't let the other guys know that we screwed up. So we're gonna make a mess of things so that way they don't find out, despite the fact that they found out. The best way to handle this, let's destroy all the evidence. Sir, some of the evidence is uh, sentient life. Yeah, no, we're going to destroy all the evidence. All of it? All of it. <laughs> Just all of it. All of it. <laughs> hey, so the second thing, I know that there are police, but I actually spent the whole first part of it thinking, said, wait a minute, uh, what police department you know? Is this technologically advanced? Sure. They haven't heard of the funded police map yet, or am I? Apparently, look, man. Apparently, everybody can afford to have their entire brain fucking digitized these days. Even the garbage man. No disrespect to waste management people. Like an you Apple guys, iPhone. You guys are 
God's work. God love you. But <laughs> but 100%, if on their salary they can afford to cybernetically swap out their brains, then clearly this is funding is not an issue for this technology. It has become so mainstream that departmentally speaking, what they got going on at Section 9 is probably like the equivalent of having purchased 12 staplers. You know, so I don't see... I can't make that argument that they're horribly overfunded when literally everybody on the street can afford to have at least part of this stuff done to them. That'd be like I, saying that the police having a laptop that can get Wi-Fi without without a cellular device is overly funded when everybody has an Apple iPhone. You know, right. everybody has a phone. Everybody has GPS. Everybody has all that stuff. Personal. I, it, I, I it think just looks I, funnier. I hold defund the uh, police. It was a, it's just a joke. I understand. <laughs> but, but no, Brian's I was a longtime supporter of law enforcement. I would really like I, everyone I know, to know. I get what you're saying. It, it, it sounds like it, it looks like they have multi million dollar or multi billion dollar equipment when actually they probably have something that they could have gotten at, at Costco. Hell, they're probably, probably, you ask one of those those uh agents there they probably consider themselves underfunded probably still bitching about <laughs> not having man those guys over at six they really got some nice shit on their floor what the hell like, weren't they weren't they complaining about like the thermal camouflage and only one person had it major only major had it she's like she Ooh. legit was the only person that apparently had it so yeah yeah I mean, so yeah, this but everyone else had it, just not in base, her department. It's escalation, right? If the baseline is everybody has a certain level of this, then you know the police force and and arguably sec their their section is is like what like SWAT unit, mm-hmm. essentially they got a little bit more funding than even the base level police. But I don't think it it, it doesn't feel like it, honestly it felt more military. Oh, well, it, yeah. Yeah, it felt more military with everything that they had going on. I agree with that. Um, if I can make an, a, a small observation, isn't the police force now basically a military? I mean, just looking at what they got. Dude, rabbit hole. Departments can get military Rabbit hole alert. Danger, Right, rabbit hole alert, yes. So... Yeah. You're right. You're right. Let's let's not lose let's not lose sight of our goal here. And we um, still haven't talked about the plot. <laughs> there was no plot, so you don't get to talk about it. Fair so enough. I did, have a, I did have a quick thing that kind of freaked me out a bit, and then make me realize that it's actually kind of true today. When the major hacked in, she was able to see everything everywhere based off of like GPS location, street maps, and all that other stuff. I'm sitting there going. Oh crap! They got that now. Yeah, you know, like my brain yeah. went geolocation. Oh my gosh, they got that now. Logic. It's kind of. It's, <laughs> it's kind of funny, like to really look at this uh, with a modern lens, and then and think about when it came out in '95. When it came out in '95, the idea of a cell phone was fucking science fiction. So, so to look at it now, you're like, well, this is we're basically there. <laughs> we're pretty much there. I was, yeah, so, I was covering yeah, yeah. my pager <laughs> in the nineties. Right. Can I? All right. So here's my here's my here's my uh, rabbit hole. I gotta give you guys this one. All right. Back go to ahead. The, yeah, back to your GPS. We look at our phone and we use the GPS on our phone, right? Sure. And 
as users, we just see us. However, if there's another user that is using the same application that we are, we'll be able to see that person, right? Mm-hmm. We we'll be able to see that. So my thought process is that we're using it on the phone. What if at their at Wages headquarters, they're actually looking at it on a whole huge map and tracking everybody going to where they need to go, and it just made me scared. It, you never read the legal disclaimer before signing up, huh? Right. Terms and conditions may apply, guys. Hey, hey, look, when I tell you, reading those terms and conditions felt like I should be, it, it, it would be a rabbit hole for, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe the whole thing about Ghost on Shell is that it's the terms and conditions of life. <laughs> you read no, your you privacy read policy. Just... Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, there is, so this be fair to Ghost in the Shell, they're not the first ones to pose this question, right? Cyberpunk films have kind of been posing this question for a long time. Uh, the idea of how much surveillance is too much surveillance. And, and even Bubblegum Crisis, back when we watched that, had a lot of that kind of similar themes going on. You know, hey, we're going to go ahead and put this into too much category. <laughs> <laughs> Safe bet we're at too much. <laughs> Here's your line. <laughs> No, 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 no. We're past the line on this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's it's always. But that's a, one of the many themes of a cyberpunk film. And and when it's done well, like this, it's done very well. You really start questioning things, like why do I carry this thing with me everywhere? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's yeah, surveillance is is everywhere, right? Like, and it's not just. I'd help every person who listens to this and, and is the kind of person that, that thinks, you know, that they're not being tracked or they're, they think that their vaccine's going to give them a, a microchip or whatever the fuck conspiracy theories out running around. And then they, they tweet about it from their fucking cell phone. Like, <laughs> just. <laughs> their cell phone on the free service they signed up for that automatically tracks them and sends them ads specifically based on their paranoia. Right, right, yeah. So the very the very concept of you know of their privacy being violated is like really did yes did you read the terms and conditions? I'm gonna go ahead and give you my 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 renaming of uh, Ghost in the Shell. It's going to be terms and conditions. Go ahead. I, that's what you're calling it. Terms, terms and conditions. conditions. Terms and conditions. <laughs> <laughs> In the cell. <laughs> so, in the show. so that's I, I, this movie sends you down these rabbit holes. It doesn't address any of them. No, nope. the only one is really asking you, motherfucker. The only oh, one is really asking is is what it is to be alive. Right, that's the only question. Oh. Ghost in the Shell is asking, and your progeny, and your progeny. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah, it's it's are you alive? And your progeny actually make sure that you extend your existence, right? Because that's what we're talking about, cells and things like that. Your memories don't transition yeah. to your children. Not just so much you living forever as a copy, but as an mm-hmm. offspring. Yeah, which is a fucking weird idea. Um, <laughs> so that's where my brain went. That's oh, the man. only question that this movie is specifically focused on asking. The fact that we watched this movie so many times and, and come to all these other questions is a whole other thing. It could be a 
a fucking podcast just dedicated to that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Watch this movie again in like two years. You'll have a totally new set of questions on top of the questions you've had for the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. Hey, so when we, you know, honestly, uh, we should have put this out into the, into the university and that we wanted to interview the guy that wrote this so we can give him our thoughts. Oh, man. When we get to that <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah. Masamune Shiro, longtime listener of the show. We'd really like to have you on. We always appreciate you know, your feedback. Tito, you motherfucker. <laughs> I, I think the other part that scared me was when the AI became self-aware. And then as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, that's the Animatrix leading into the Matrix, leading every, into every, every scary thing, leading into Terminator. So there's this... <laughs> There's this very interesting dynamic with uh, AI and robotics. Uh, it, to me, it's in the West. We have a horror, a horrible fear of robotics and AI. Uh, we're very much afraid of it. It's, it oh, we got to fear of everything that you know we right. don't understand. And in the East, it it seems like, with the exceptions of of some things, that there's a, a little more embracing of the idea of of robotics and ai and, and the kinds of things that it can do so which is kind of why it's it just as a base observation as a lay person most science fiction coming out of the east is robots are generally good then most science fiction coming out of the west is robots are gonna fucking murder you or turn you into little batteries and there are there are the exception being cyberpunk it's cyberpunk content coming out of the East or the West. It's kind of all the same thing. Um, Bubblegum Crisis, this, you know, it, it does bring in a lot of the scarier aspects of it. This is nothing the exception. Really Sorry. I got nothing's really scary about any of the things they did. It was just too... You were just talking about how we are well over-tracked. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm Way about... over-surveilled. No, no, no. That scary. That part scary. <laughs> But I'm saying that in regards to the interaction between the two robots or the two, yeah. nothing with master and, and, and the major. Right. If anything, this whole thing, the plot of this thing, it's an arranged marriage. It's the terms and conditions of an arranged marriage. It's a very interesting way to look at this. Yeah. And I understand your perspective. I, I applaud that assessment. You know, uh, the thing about this, people are listening to this. And if they had not thought about it, we're now responsible for blowing their fucking minds. They're going to be like, wait a second. They're going to watch the movie and it's going to be like. So I, I have, I do have questions. All right. So I have questions about the puppet master specifically. You guys uh, can you help me. Baby daddy. You put some respect on his name. <laughs> you can help me decipher this a bit. <laughs> puppet master was never human or was human. Never. Never. It's never. It was a completely synthetic. It's something that just gained sentience in the process of hacking the world. Right. And and it, it wants to be human. Like it wanted to have a human. It wanted to be body. treated as it's alive. Right. Yes. It wanted it wanted rights. It wanted basic human fucking rights. Yes. And and then in the end, it convinced Major an arranged marriage so to speak mm -hmm. where they would fuse to become a new 
being. Yes. Essentially a child of the two. Exactly. That is a, a very convincing robot. So that, that is a very convincing AI because, man, I don't know I'm willing to give up just existing. You may not be, new. but I can't tell you how many cosplays <laughs> would be like, sign me up. They have a whole movie, Grandma's Boy, where the yeah. antagonist <laughs> wants to be him. You think he was the only one? Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. So I guess that that's, you know, question of, of how far you, you're willing to go, right? Like, what what benefits do you get from this, right? Everybody wants to know what's in it for them. What's in it for the major in doing this? She asked the question. She's like, what's in it for me? You're like, well, I'm... <laughs> like, <laughs> you can ask a question I'm never going to answer for you, so... Yeah, I think, he hint- I think he hinted at that it was a combining of the two. Like, gained her she gains his, his abilities or something along his global lines. knowledge her life experience they come together they create one new being boom there you go it's essentially, it's essentially it. like giving birth to a new child but instead of a physical body it's a birth of knowledge and a personality yeah and and, and in doing so you cease to exist or do you that's the question. <laughs> yeah, and that that was what he posed too. Is is as humans, you live on through your progeny. So technically, you didn't really disappear. You just kind of live on. <laughs> so you're that's another thing. Actually, that was another thing that uh, Bato brought up earlier, or the puppet master brought up earlier. It's like, you know, a regular person changes throughout their lifetime. Sure. Whereas you know, once you've once you're cybernetic and whatever. It's like you're the ideal version of you. You're that's it. There is no evolution of you. You don't get that creaky no. knee. You don't get the sore back. Oh damn that creaky knee. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's God, it's it's such a ah right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was the first was that the first time we saw Victor get broke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like I know what I want to say, but it don't, the words our, don't make sense trying to come out. Our goal is for everyone to four hundred four before the end on. of this episode. Hold on, try doing this. Take your hands and creak them like this while you try to talk. It, it, it helps out. It's doing nothing. No, no, no. Um, you're not twisting. You, you are literally just. Uh, 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 <laughs> You just want to see me look like an idiot. I don't think so. No, no. I did it myself. I was able to get my shit out. I knew I knew when we talked about this that we were going to have a hard time dealing with the existential crisis of it all and all that. Mm-hmm. But I would like to talk about some of the cool. Like the, the, spider, armor. the spider tank. Spider tanks. And, and no tachikomas, but spider tanks. Right, spider tanks. But, I mean, tachikomas would have been cool. But, yeah, the spider tanks, that was fucking crazy awesome. The uh, the weaponry, like you can tell, you can tell that Shiro's obviously a, a fan of armaments. Oh yeah, <laughs> even in his artwork, you can always, you can always time to take the armaments off and get down to business. <laughs> I I loved I loved uh, there's something so great about that scene where she's chasing down the garbage man, and, and it plays out so well. And 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 she's just 
cleaning his clock out there in in the puddle. It's just oh, uh, this this movie's fucking gorgeous, by the way. Did you notice the, her shadow in the puddle? Ooh. Yes, dude. That's what I'm t- like. This is so gorgeous. I don't know if it was animated on the ones, but fuck, some of it was. Like it had to be. Uh, and, and you know that actually sent me down a rabbit hole of of how would you see her shadow in the water? And I was like, you know what? It actually makes sense. We're talking about thermal, and then we have basically the difference between thermal would be what exactly is the shadow? Like seriously, what exactly is the shadow? And the shadow is basically from the sun, right? I mean, now light, which it would have to. The armor, the thermoptic armor, is just to screw with your eyes. It doesn't basically, screw with reality. All it does is take what's behind you and project it to what's in front of you. Like that's but, kind of the the concept. You would think, but we're talking about the hierarchy of forces here. Whereas I was going to go to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but basically, the sun is much more powerful than anything that we have down here. So oh, the yeah. light from the sun blasts anything that. And, and, and if you really think about it, that's what sight is: is your the reflection of light within your eye. Yeah, the the sun is basically the reason you can see. <laughs> like, I mean, really. This is basically so, it. That no matter what you can do technology wise, you are not going to be able to fool me. Look at the shadow, you got to ask. <laughs> yeah, the, there's a lot of there's a lot of tech porn in this. Mm-hmm. You really going to have a good time really appreciating science fiction. This is a, a this is a movie for you. Uh so do we I and we're going to run a little long here, but do we do we want to address movie? No, a movie. A live action one. This, the movie is basically this. The live action one was basically this. And I've never seen this. The movie. I refuse to see the movie. All right, cool. Is this a, a the principle of it thing? The 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 ScarJo thing? Because that was. It's actually it's it, two of them were are related to ScarJo. Uh, first is that I know that ScarJo was not going to put in the amount of commitment that. It, that the major had, you know, she was not going to be showing her nipple, and I was like, you know, I'm not even going. To. <laughs> well, you, you know, Brian, to... I'm glad you had your priorities straight for that one. Respect. That's all. I'm what I'm saying is, is that once I found out that she was being cast in it, I knew she was not going to go all the way that necessary to make that to make this happen as authentic as possible. As authentic as possible. So now I'm dealing with her interpretation. Since I'm dealing with her interpretation, I really don't need to worry about it because I'm already worried about the shit this motherfucker did. I don't need any more eyes from that. <laughs> Have any of you watched any of the follow up content past this film? <sighs> okay, so I did watch Innocence theatrically. Yeah, no, if you thought this movie blew your brains away, don't watch Innocence. <laughs> Have you seen anything beyond this original? The original? Uh, standalone. I feel standalone, just a little bit. But to me, it felt like, I don't know. I, I so, preferred the movie over the series. So herein lies my criticism, my biggest criticism of Ghost in the Shell. It's excellent, but that's where it ends. Like, it asks all the right questions, in, or it, it, make, it directs you to ask all the right questions. I don't need more of it. Everything else that came after it feels like a cash grab rather than wanting to dive deeper into the... Yeah, 
there you go. Uh, that's my my opinion on it. That's why I've never been able to get into I've tried to start, I think, every single one of the follow-ups. And I have failed to get into any single one of the follow-ups. This movie ends in such a way that leaves me so mind-fucked that I can't think straight for a week. I'm questioning my own fucking reality. And I... The second I jump into any of the sequels, I'm like, why, why, what, what, what are we, what are we doing? Honestly, you can feel like you can feel that you're being fake. This is actually being genuine, and anything after that, it doesn't feel as authentic. And it, it feels like a cash grab. It feels like the studios like we need another one of those. It feels like forcing the Wachowskis to make more Matrix movies. Couldn't say that three days. Well, the problem is this one was the first one. It was just done so well that nothing else has really lived up to it. Yeah, I can't even get through the live action. I tried. I really did. I was like, let me see how it goes. The first 10 minutes reminded me of the actual movie of the anime. And then after that, I was like, I think they're going somewhere else. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so I did watch the movie, uh, the live action one, beginning to end, theatrically. Hmm. And... Some of it was done really well. The spider tank in the movie was freaky. That was, <laughs> it was like cool. jet black with neon red light. It was, oh. But I feel like there was two, two, I mean, the story explained essentially why we had Scarlet as the major, but it was an explanation and a side story in that story that wasn't needed at all. Or they could have they could have ignored that entirely by by yeah. casting a different person. No, because they're realizing that it's necessary. They're saying it's necessary that they, they did it literally. It was done. I feel like to stop people from complaining that they whitewashed the story. But uh, kind of yeah, that entire I mean, little bit just wasn't needed. So here's the thing about the whole whitewashing, right? Anime is never drew, drawn authentic to race. Okay, Would go you... ahead. I, I have I have I have a counterpoint, but go ahead. But anime is never drawn authentic to the race. So if you're saying that you're Japanese, right, but you look like Naruto, does Naruto really look Japanese? Right. So there have been a few instances where uh, Japanese YouTubers have gone out and interviewed people in Japan in the streets and asked them what nationality animator, anime characters look like to them. And almost universally across the board, the answer is they look Japanese to them. So the thing of it is, is to us, it doesn't look Japanese enough. To the Japanese, it, they all look Japanese. So it's, it's a question of your own perceptions. The people of Japan see these characters and see them as Japanese-looking characters. So characters like the major, equivocally, to the Japanese, this is a Japanese character. So would you but say American Americans are like, nah, that she looks she looks like she's from the Bronx. That I think people project onto animation what they want to see. And and to the Japanese, these characters are are Japanese. So it took me a long time to start to start realizing the different um Asiatic cultures that you can see. And it wasn't until who I can't believe I'm gonna give this movie props or this series props. 
It wasn't until I was listening to Three by Three Eyes that I actually realized, oh shit, they're in China. Oh my god, you wow, Brian. Wow, uh, Mark, that Brian, I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud you giving you're giving Three by Three Eyes props for anything besides a wooden <laughs> vagina. I'm giving you major props here, man. This is this is a big win you for you. Found something beneficial from Three by Three. Found some good, man. Go We're gonna need bonus content. Bonus content. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to do a follow-up oh, three by three yeah. eyes roundtable with like thirty oh, other people. They were really about to throw three by three eyes in the garbage until I said that. <laughs> That's going back on. The uh, show. But here's the thing, though: anime, for all intents and purposes, until recently, was you know primarily you know designed, made, and marketed for the Japanese market. And it hasn't been until more recently, I want to say the past 10 years, where, you know, the Western influence has started getting their grubby little fingers in it, for better and for worse. So I think what something that did a really great job of capturing, and it's not, it's not, it's not Ghost in the Shell, but I'm bringing it back for, for Ghost in the Shell, so just bear with me on this rabbit hole. But um, Avatar, uh, The Last Airbender. Say what you want about uh, how horrible a movie it is, and it sucks. I love that they were giving. They're saying Asian, but they brought in so many different. You had the you had Indian, you had you know Inuit, you know, yeah, so many Pan American or, or Pan Asiatic references to go for in there, and I thought it was a really brilliant touch of what they can do for it. You know, that was the only thing I could really again. Damn, this movie is making me go back and give props to movies I hate. <laughs> what the fuck? It's it's altering your perception. Now, Brian, all we gotta do is find something that can redeem Burn Up W for you, and I think we've come full circle. Uh- <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Final thoughts. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that. We've run we've run quite long on this one. Final thoughts. Uh, Lynette, would you like to start us off with final thoughts on Ghost in the Shell? Final thoughts. I can watch it anytime. I have never been bored with it. I would have to say that I enjoy it. It still makes me question my life choices and whether or not I actually saw and did what I saw and did. (laughs) That's okay. It gives me hope because there's going to be a department eventually that will fix that for me. I'll take care of you. I have to say, if you haven't watched it, shame on you. Unless you're under the age of 20, then you've never heard of it. But watch it. You got to watch it. No matter Still what shame on you. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. We didn't get shame on you. We didn't get shame on you for Akira, which I still haven't watched. <laughs> <laughs> Akira is a good hit. Akira is a bit heavier, but it's still one of those, you still have to watch it. But Ghost in the Shell, if you ever want to get introduced, I would have to say, like, if it's ever your first anime or one of the new animes that you're thinking, like, maybe I should give it a shot, grab this one. I, that's what I say. Just pull it up and grab it. Would you say it's a it's a good anime to start a non-anime fan on? No, because they'll be depressed. <laughs> 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 if, they, if you watch Clamp, if you watch Clamp, go ahead. You can start. You can watch this one. If you've watched Naruto all the way through, even through Shippuden, you can watch this. You have to. 
have to have, have gotten your feet wet. If, yeah, if you see, have seen that Zariah has died, you're ready for this one. <laughs> spoiler, Brian. Spoiler. All right, all right. Yeah, right. The one thing we're really good about is hiding spoilers. Uh, Brian, go ahead and share with me your thoughts on Ghost in the Shell all these years later, my friend. It made my head hurt. Like, I still have a twinging headache right now. And I have tried to assuage it, but then each time I try to do something, it's making me question whether or not I'm actually truly feeling the pain. Or, it, it, look, so, the, the, the problem is this. You don't I think that <laughs> okay, you need to have a fucking totem before you start watching. <laughs> you do, you kind of do. Uh, <laughs> like, if you thought that anything that Inception was going to get doozy was bad, you need a fucking totem before you start doing it. That way, when something hits you, you can just start rubbing it and be like, "Oh, liquor was my totem." <laughs> I'm taking that as Inception. a. I'm taking that as a, a yes uh, for anybody who may be thinking about watching it. No, I'm Just saying you need to take precautions. You need to take <laughs> because if you go in there all willy-nilly like everybody has been doing for the past, maybe we can use this to actually help people with this, you know. Yes, go ahead and watch Ghost in the Show. It's fine. You'll be great. Or we can go with, you know what, this is one of those things that if you are feeling any type of mental issues, you need to make sure that your medication is right on this. You're properly dosed before you. Yeah. I, <laughs> I do not. I feel like we are just bringing a loaded cannon to a kid's party. <laughs> <laughs> because if you really think about it, we watched this back in the, in the 90s. And when we watched it, I don't know if we caught even just one thing that would have fucked us up. It would have really started to define how we see ourselves later on. There is there's a responsibility that you need, to, a self-responsibility or just collective that you need to... Like, I remember when, like when Ozzy Osbourne first came out and people were like, don't listen to Ozzy Osbourne. He bites the head off of bats. Yes. Thank you for telling me. Now I can still go listen to Crazy Train and be all right. Same type of scenario with Ghost of the Shells. Yes, you're going to listen to Ghost of the Shells? Yes, they're going to fuck you up. Please understand they're going to fuck you up. Okay, thank you for warning me. I can go watch it now. <laughs> In light of Brian's uh, final remarks, I think we should create a center called Brian Center for Alternate Perspective. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we'll be taking donations. <laughs> okay, we Watch have a department that'll show. fix that for you. Right? <laughs> Actually, we've been doing it the entire time, so... <laughs> we are blood um, yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. All right, Vic. Ghost in the Shell. Okay, so I feel like this movie, you know, it it's perfect for, like, four types of people. The cyberpunk fan that you know, enjoy cyberpunk movies and hasn't watched anime yet, great gateway drug. For the cyberpunk anime fan, I mean, seriously, this essentially, like, made it mainstream. People that like, you know, you know futuristic action movies, great movie for that. And people that like to think and like to be tortured while they think, great movie for that. 
I mean, as long as you got an IQ of more than broccoli, you should enjoy this movie. All the reviews from Broccoli have been positive for this film. Just FYI. <laughs> Other than that, it is it is it's freaking great. And I, I feel bad that we spent more time talking about how much this movie screwed us up than the movie itself because it's I feel like it's an injustice to the movie because it's so good. You know the thing about it is let me let me say that. We could come back next year with the intent to talk about the wonderful plot in it, and I guarantee you we will still have the same show. Sure. Like I said earlier, we'd have a whole new set of questions. Yeah, yeah. Based on the reviewing, and then we'd still bring up things that we forgot to bring up the last time and the time before. It's a never-ending rabbit hole, especially as technology considers uh, continues to advance at the moment. We're gonna have more questions and more. We just get closer and closer to this world. The more time progresses. Yes, and every single time, it, it's like it screws with your brain more and more and more and more. And guess and what? I love it. It's the same movie. Same <laughs> fucking movie. Great. Yeah, but eighteen-year-old me and old-ass me have two totally different opinions. Besides the fact that we both love the movie. Yeah, I know. I I, I love this movie for a hundred reasons, and I think my the number one reason is that because every time I watch it. I get more curious about all the rabbit holes we talked about in this episode. That's reignites that spark of curiosity, questioning everything you think, you know, uh, you know, that very, what it, what it means to exist. What is reality? What is life? What is, what is sentience? You know, what at, at, do souls exist? You know, is that the ghost? Like, please, please, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask new questions now. Um, go even longer. So, so, final yeah. thoughts, not final questions. <laughs> final thoughts. So yeah, yeah it goes... I, I feel like this is already borderline on the longest episode ever. No, 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 not there yet. So Ghost in the Shell is is without a doubt a mainstay in anime, right? It, it's a, I don't want to say a benchmark, but it's a, a tentpole anime, right? It's it's kind of anime that others want to be, that others want the reputation of, that uh, everyone aspires to achieve the notoriety of. Uh, it is, it's one of those anime that is infamous uh, in, in, in its existence. And I think that that's, that's a very important uh, for any fan of film or animation to to experience. This this movie, yeah, it, it fucks with your head and it makes you ask a lot of really very deep questions that you never considered. Or it doesn't. Maybe you're just not that kind of a person and you don't like to think about those kinds of things and you're just like, hey, this is pretty cool. They got big guns and they fight spider tanks. If that's all you got out of it, guess what? You still had a good time. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. As you revisit this, those questions will start coming a little bit at a time until you're like all of us and you start your questioning very fabric of existence. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Check it out if you haven't seen it. If you haven't, you really should have stopped this episode a long time ago and went and watched it. <laughs> but if you got this far, for the love of all this holy, go check it out. You, you won't be disappointed. I don't think anybody has a has a really honestly a, a truly definingly bad thing to say about this movie. I think the worst thing we came up with was there were some spots that felt a bit slow. Right? 
much. That's it. So, yeah, do check it out and, and be prepared to go down the rabbit holes. And you know what's made it worse? Internet. Internet didn't mm-hmm. exist in 95 in, in any capacity that was of, of genuine use to this. Uh, so now that we have the Internet at our fingertips, it's so much easier to go down these rabbit holes. At what point does consciousness begin? You like type that into Google. Well, now you're fucked. The next three hours of your day are shot looking into this. That's just how that goes. So the internet has only made this movie better and worse all at the same time. <laughs> better in in it's richer and, and worse because it's just gonna ruin your fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> don't do Brian, don't watch it on Sunday night. Yeah, don't, watch <laughs> don't watch it on a Sunday. Yeah, Brian, don't watch it on Sunday going into work on, on Monday. You have a, a huge case of fuck this shit. <laughs> I know, just watch it on a Friday night after work, and then you can waste your entire week in pondering life. Uh, Brian gave it a gave it a rename. Uh, does anybody have something they would prefer to rename Ghost in the Shell? Anyone? <laughs> I, I thought about it a little bit. All right, Vic. Yeah, I was going to say reasons why not to swap out your brain with a cybernetic one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I thought about it a little bit and I, I couldn't come up with anything funny. Is everything just my head was was just dark, like, you know, what is existence and shit like that. So I was of no use to you in this regard. You have failed us. The, so the original title, Ghost in the Shell, is a nod to the old story, The Ghost in the Machine. Uh, that's that's where the uh, con- the title came from. Uh, pretty apropos <laughs> so anyway that was my last little mindless musing for you uh we've run quite long thanks for sticking with us if you've been here for the whole episode i i, I hope you go out and enjoy uh, ghost in the shell that's gonna be our show for today so until next time keep calm and don't question your reality it's the only one you get you've just been privy to the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd presented by geek grotto Follow the podcast on Twitter at Geek Grotto. For show notes and corrections or for general geeky fun, you can visit our website at geek-grotto.com. If you would like to sponsor the show, you can do so on the podcast's Red Circle host site, redcircle.com slash shows slash M-M-M-A-N. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, please like, follow, and subscribe.